0: This is Spin Control, a Fibercraft podcast by a joyful girl.
1: Spin, turn the spinning wheel. Make me some of your magic thread.
0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Spin Control, Episode 24, The Homebody. This, of course, is your host, Shiloh. What do we have coming up in the episode ahead? We have a little bit of information about our first donation incentive. We have a podcast review, a little chat about fall television, an update on all of my crafting, of course, and a little story about how I am a homebody and proud of it. To get things started, let's kick this off with some updates. If you listened to last week's episode actually the last couple weeks episodes, you will know that I have desperately been trying to find the motivation to put a donation button up on the show notes page. So I finally found the time and the energy to do so. I went into PayPal, I got everything totally hooked up, found the code, got it hung up on the website, only to find out that every time I hit save, my Website Builder stripped out the link that would take you to the PayPal site. So, there, right now, I have this pretty little donation button sitting on the show notes page and it doesn't lead anywhere. It's a dead link. Well, so much for a donation button. What I'm actually ending up with, instead of a donation button, is a complete and major web overhaul instead. What's going to happen is that I am going to end up completely switching services. The website builder that I chose when I initially started this podcast has some really limited capabilities. It only allows for a single page on that website and it doesn't allow you to do things like put donation buttons on there. So, I'm switching. It is totally unexpected. It is turning out to be harder than I had hoped it would be, and sometime in the week to come, well, well here's the plan. The plan is like Wednesday of this coming week, I believe that is like October 5th or 6th, what I'm going to do is shut down the old website, kick up the new one under the same domain name in hopes that you won't receive any interruptions to the podcast feed. Hopefully you won't have to do anything, but if you notice a week from today that your next new episode of the podcast has not uploaded, you may have to resubscribe theoretically, if I use the same domain name, my RSS feed address will be the same, but that doesn't mean it's going to go as seamlessly. And with the way things are working out right now, none of the things that I have planned are going seamlessly. But Wednesday of this week, I will have a whole new, beautiful, wonderful website with a donation button that works and a couple of active pages. And that is the plan. When I plan things, they don't always work out. So we will have to see how this goes. And hopefully it's not a huge pain. It's just a matter of turning the one off and turning the other on. So we will see. Hopefully everybody downloads the podcast early this week. But if that doesn't happen and you can't find it, you may have to do another search in iTunes or Google me to restart your feed. So we'll have to see what happens. But the website will still be located at www.spincontrolpodcast.com. I'm just moving things to a new server and getting things kicked off and started. So hopefully... You won't see any of it. That's the plan. We will have to see what happens. In other updates, I had a pretty decent time at the Strange Folk Festival. I ended up just taking my youngest daughter because my oldest daughter, the preteen that she is, got herself in a little bit of trouble and she was not allowed to go. It was a very sad day for her. A lot of crying. <laughs> Me and the youngest headed off to Strange Folk and walked around and saw all the vendors, got some funnel cake Ran into some folks that we know, a couple of the girls from knitting. On Saturday of this past weekend, it was gorgeous. Wonderful, beautiful temperatures, and the folks that were able to go out that day had a blast, you know, and really enjoyed it and got to sit and do a knit-in and all of that. Come Sunday, the weather had turned to rain, and we pretty much hung out in the house and waited for the rain to break a little bit before we headed out to Strange Folk. There weren't as many fibery people out there as I had hoped to see, But we did run into some folks. We saw a group from an alpaca farm and our local artisans guild was out there. A lot of crafters who do a lot of sewing things and some unique stuff. Um, I didn't really spend any money. I did buy some sock yarn from my favorite local dyer, but we will talk more about her later. And the nine-year-old picked out some cute little trinkety things like a little pin that had a pink ninja on it. Just little tiny things, you know, two for a dollar, that kind of stuff. So she had a good time, we ate some good food, and I got to see some good people. And that's really all I've got for updates, so I guess it's time to get this podcast started. This week in Spin a Tail, we are going to take a little time to talk about what it means to me to be a homebody. You may or may not have heard the term homebody used in the past as something derogatory. But for me, I don't see it that way at all. I guess as someone who's moved around a lot, like her entire life, my father was in the military. So from the time I was born, we moved probably every three or four years. I consider myself a California girl because that's where I spent more than half of my childhood. But really, there was never a place that I would call home. When I retire and am done working and, you know, buy a permanent place to live, it won't be in any of the places I've lived in the past. Where I am now here in Illinois, just across the river from St. Louis, is the closest thing that I have to a home, if you will, because that's where my husband's family is, and that's where they're from, and that's where we have the largest collection of people we're related to. I love it here. I really enjoy it, and this is probably where I'm going to spend the rest of my days when I am done moving around the world. But to me, I consider myself a homebody because I'm surrounded in my home by all of my favorite things. Be it my children and my spouse, or all of my crafts and my memories and my photos, they go with me wherever I go. But my favorite place in the world to be is inside my home. If I, like when the weather gets horrible and awful, which is right around the corner, which is kind of why I decided to talk about this, and I'm trapped in the house, I don't really get cabin fever because I love it inside my home. My favorite people, my favorite things, and my favorite activities are located right here. Whether it is just sitting on the couch, watching a movie with my family, cleaning. cleaning's not my favorite activity, but I still, you know, occupy myself and keep myself entertained, taking care of my favorite things. I love it here. I'm a total homebody. I'm sure I would feel differently if I didn't have the option of getting out of the house, but I love it here. This is my home. No matter where I go, all of these things are gonna go with me and I'll be able to make home inside whatever space we're occupying. And right now, it's this little one acre land over here in Illinois. It's my favorite place in the world. All the things I love are right here and I don't feel I need anything else. So if you feel the same way about your home, and the things that you're surrounded with, don't consider being a homebody a negative thing ever again. I know that being a homebody, to me, is just the way I like it. And now it's on to spinning my wheels. This week's spinning wheels have not been super productive, but that's because I spent a lot of time on the computer trying to get this whole, the major overhaul taken care of. It's been a bit of pain, but hopefully in the end, the product that I deliver to you will be better than it was before and we'll all be happy and everything will be hunky-dory. But in the meantime, I've been working on just little tiny things here and there whenever I could find the time. This week in sewing, I had my very first embroidery guide class, which was pretty awesome. It's pretty cool. The very first class, I didn't learn a whole lot because I've taken on some major projects already with the embroidery machine. So I kind of fumbled my way through those and learned, learned the basics on my own. But I don't think it's really the function of the machine or its interface with the software that I'm going to learn a lot about. What it is that I'm learning is about the materials and how using the right materials is going to make my product better. Like choosing the correct bobbin thread and seeing what's recommended. Lord knows people have been doing machine embroidery for years and years and years and they know far more about this stuff than I do. So I'm picking up some of those things some of that information in my guide class. And that's making me very, very happy. Next week, I think we're going to dive into some of the software stuff that I'm not yet familiar with. Like I have some goals. I know that there's a few things I want to get done, but I don't know how to manipulate the software to get it to do these things for me. So that's, I'm pretty much putting together a list of questions that I'm going to take with me to the embroidery class next week. And hopefully all my questions get answered and I will be able to better use my embroidery machine that makes me super happy. Oh, in addition, along the lines of sewing, I named my sewing machine. Her name is Margot. Don't ask me why. It just seemed like it fit her. She acted up in one of my earlier guide classes and I had to talk to her and I didn't think it was appropriate for me to talk to her without naming her. So Margot, that's what it is. Her name is Margot. She's adorable. I love her. I'm thinking about getting her a little bling to decorate the front of my machine. I think it'll make her happy, and I think it'll make me happy as well. I know, I'm a huge dork, right? (laughs) Hee hee. Anyhow, that's really all I've got for sewing. Oh, I hand-stitched a button onto my daughter's rag doll because poor Bubby's eye fell off, and I just finished that, actually, while we were recording. I never do anything while we're recording. I don't know if you've noticed. I know I haven't talked about it before. A lot of other podcasters will knit or spin or do something else while they're recording. I don't. I really just sit here with the recorder and my little sheet of notes and chat. Occasionally I have a book when I'm doing a review or something, but that's about it. I don't. Sewing on that one button to that little doll was the first time I'd ever done anything crafty while recording. Who knows what would happen if I actually took on some knitting, even if it was just stockinette while we were recording. I'd probably get really distracted and uh, maybe not even make it through the whole podcast. Uh, I'm silly, I know. Well, it looks like we're on to knitting. Knitting. I'm feeling pretty good working my fingers to the bone on cobblestone. This isn't going to be the sweater of shame. I will finish it. Will finish it. Hopefully this time next week I'll be done if this whole internet thing doesn't consume my life. I managed to finish both sleeves and they are ready to be attached to the body and then I will start the yoke. I'm pretty excited about it. I got my husband to try on the sleeve to make sure it fit him, which was awesome. It does. It's the right length and the right width. And he's happy with that. He's like, oh, this is comfy. He's so funny. He'll sit there next to me on the couch when I'm knitting on it and go, that looks too small. I don't think it's going to fit. He has zero faith in me sometimes. It's hilarious. I actually took his favorite sweater and measured it to make sure that when I picked the size I was going to make for him, that it matched what he prefers wearing. He doesn't even know that. Little faith, right? That has taken up most of my knitting time this week. I took that to knit night and worked on the sleeves. Haven't made a single stitch of progress on the socks and the Rock and Sock Club. I really need to get going because literally this coming week, my next shipment should be here. And I always start to feel the pressure when the next shipment arrives. <laughs> uh, oh. Hey, you working on your podcast? Yes, dear. That's it? You're not going to say hello? Oh, okay, Well, the game's really far down, so I don't even know if they heard you. What's up?
1: I'm going over to Marty's for a bit, and then I'm gonna work in the yard. Cool. I'm gonna do something you may or may not like. What are you gonna do? Can't tell you. You may or may not like it. Oh. But it's my prerogative, so.
0: It's not. Hey, it's not your prerogative. What are you gonna do? I'm
1: business. Are
0: you gonna like cut down a tree or something? Uh huh. Really, which one? It has to do with wood. No trees. Oh, what are you doing with wood? Are you gonna take down the jungle something?
1: Yeah.
0: That's fine. Good. Men. Anyway, that was my husband. He decided it was time to interrupt me and make his first appearance. I adjusted the gain on this week's podcast, so I don't know if you're actually going to be able to hear any of that conversation. He's getting ready to take on a major project in our yard and tear down an old jungle gym that is kind of falling apart. Anyway, back to the Rocking Sock Club. Our next shipment is on the way. And that's when I start to feel the pressure. So I need to get the dusty corner socks done so that I can work on the next shipment. But neither of those things are gonna happen until cobblestone is done. We're almost there, almost there. I did knit just a little bit on the that quick pattern with super bulky yarn. I finally got a cast on properly and I've knit about three inches of it. It's not going as fast as the first one did, But what I'm doing with this one is I'm using it as an opportunity to practice continental knitting. I do it every once in a while. I got motivated by Elizabeth Zimmerman in Knitting Without Tears. She said that you should knit whichever way you prefer, but you should cultivate a nodding acquaintance with the other as a second string to your bow. So I kind of took her seriously when I read that like long ago. And the first time I did it, I cast on... Just some throwaway cotton yarn. And what I did was I'd knit 10 rows in English and I'd knit 10 rows in continental. And like when I had done it, I didn't really think it would be any real benefit to me. Except last year, when I made my husband the faux Fair Isle hat, it worked out awesome because I was able to hold one color in one hand, one color in the other, and switch back and forth between knitting styles in one project and it was super duper helpful. It worked out great. So I decided to make that Ozark handspun hat pattern out of, what is, what kind of yarn is it? It's Woolies Thick and Quick, something I had left over from making my brother a blanket, a little lap afghan, and I'm doing the whole thing in continental just to keep my continental skills up to date. So it's going kind of slow, but I'm learning something and practicing something, so that makes me very, very happy. And that is all I have spinning my wheels. All right, and put my spin on it this week, I am going to do another podcast review. I am pretty excited and thoroughly enjoying the Knit Knit Cafe with Abby and Ben. If you haven't had the opportunity to listen to Knit Knit Cafe, I totally, totally recommend it. There's a couple episodes that just have Abby. They are a mother and son podcast duo. They both knit. They are both articulate and have some pretty strong opinions about knitting and books. They do some great reviews and they share little stories about where they live. When they first started the podcast, Abby and Ben were both living in New York City, but now Ben has gone off to college in Washington State, I believe. So they worked it out so that they can Skype and they can continue to do the podcast as a duo. I really enjoy Knit Knit Cafe, the podcast's so nice, they named it twice. I highly recommend taking a listen to Abby and Ben. I know that I am thoroughly enjoying it. This week, I am all spun up about fall television, and this totally feeds right into my homebody theme. I was raised on television I don't know why, but my family watched a lot of television together. And I don't know if you are familiar with the reference, but we were latchkey kids. So me, my two younger brothers, and my older brother all got home from school before my parents did. And the first thing we would do was watch television. We watched a lot of TV growing up, and that's fine. Like, when we would have to move, my mom made sure that the essentials would travel ahead of us. And those were dishes, clothing, and the TV. And that's just kind of the way it's always been my whole life. I love TV. Now, television isn't raising my children. We're raising my children. And, but that still doesn't mean that my fascination with TV has wavered at all. I love television. And it gives me something to do while I'm knitting. I'm really super excited that fall TV has started. Some of my favorite shows I've already caught episodes of. Well, we record everything on our DVR, so I'm not going to miss anything but we have had the chance to see a couple things. I saw the this season's premiere episode of Fringe, which is one of my favorite shows, as well as the season premiere of The Big Bang Theory. I think that show is freaking hilarious and I absolutely love it. So I am super stoked about the fall kickoff of television for this season. Makes me so happy. I'm super excited. I can't wait to get caught up on everything. It's awesome. I love TV. Hee. I know I'm a super uber dork, but You're just going to have to live with that, I guess. And that is what's got me all spun up this week, fall television. All right, it looks like it is that time again. It's time to spin off this episode. Before we bring this to an end, though, I wanted to tell you that I'm super excited that we have our first sponsor. Our first sponsor for the podcast is a sponsor of a donation incentive for the month of October. Our sponsor is Diabolical Yarns. Diabolical Yarns is a lovely dyer by the name of Rachel who lives here in the St. Louis area. And she hand dyes both roving and yarns. She does multiple kinds of dyeing techniques. She kettle dyes. She hand paints. And she does a couple of other things. You may have heard me talk about some roving I did earlier in this show. I spun up some red roving that I had purchased from her on sale. And I think I sent you guys over there to check her stuff out. But what she has donated to the podcast is two different items for you to choose from. She has donated 3.9 ounces of BFL hand painted roving in some beautiful, beautiful colors. There's some turquoise some blood, it's like turquoise blood red, some browns and some plummy purples. It is gorgeous, I absolutely love the color. Unfortunately, the package does not have the colorway name on it, so I'm going to take a picture of it and hang it up on the new website as soon as that is up and running. In addition, she has donated a beautiful two-ply lace weight yarn that is 100% superfine merino wool. It's a 100-gram skein. And it's lavender, a beautiful light lavender kettle dyed yarn. And I think it's absolutely gorgeous. And photos of both those items will be hung up on the website on the donation page. Anyone who makes a donation during the month of October will be entered to win their choice from one of these items. In addition, any donation of $1 or more, you'll receive a free gift from me. And I'll have details about that when I get it finished. Plus the chance to win one of these two lovely items. Thanks again to Rachel from Diabolical. I'll be sure to list a link to her site in the show notes as well as linking it from the donation page on the website. So I feel pretty excited about that, that we have our first sponsor and you guys have some pretty cool items to choose from if you win the October incentive item. All right, I have failed to pick a song, but I guess it's time to wrap this episode up. As always, check the show notes at spincontrolpodcast.com, email me at joyfulgirlknits at gmail.com, catch me on Ravelry as a Joyful Girl, or follow me on Twitter as a Joyful Girl Maid. Thanks again, guys. Talk to you soon.
1: Get the stuff together. Losing. I watch you watching me. I see you wanting your privacy. I watch frustration just grow and burst. I see your sense of immediacy. I